Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I'm your host and coach, Lauren Malone, and I'm here to help you become the hero of your own story and learn to be a guide to others. Whether you're a life coach in any niche or you want to become one, or you're just listening in so you can self-coach to lead your own life well, this podcast is here to serve you. I'm super excited to walk with you into your calling and help you create a wonderful legacy for your life. So let's jump in to today's episode. Hey friends, how are you doing this time around? Glad to be back with you at the Christian Life Coach Collective. Have you ever done something that you believed the Lord gave you direction to do? Something that you felt his favor on, you prayed about, you had confirmation about, and then you step out, you trust, you have faith, you believe, you're risking, and you fall flat on your face. (laughs) Or things just don't take off the way you expected them to. Like you thought since he was the one who led you to try it or encouraged you to start it or confirmed that you needed to change something. You thought there would be greater fruit. (laughs) And then there wasn't. It is super easy to have these experiences in life and just feel disappointed, to feel like you failed, even to feel like you got set up for failure and maybe wondering why God didn't follow through. Like, where's the favor I thought was going to go alongside my faithfulness in doing what I was called to do, right? Well, what if you could hear God saying, he's not disappointed and he knew what was coming. You know, there's a lot to say for lining our expectations up with the Lord's. And we really do, you know, we think that things should go a certain way. We somehow believe in this linear thinking that if I do this, then this will happen. And it, you know, it just keeps not happening that way throughout life. <laughs> life is great and terrible. It is it is both. And there's hard things in the middle of it. And when we think something should work out a certain way because we felt the Lord giving us the nudge or we felt peace about doing it and then it doesn't happen, it can be really, really hard. It can be devastating, actually. So what if you look at the results based on instead of what you're going to get or the results of what they're supposed to be. And in coaching, there's a lot of result expectation. You know, what are the results you're going to get our clients? What as a client are, what kind of results are we working towards? There's, yes, results are a great thing. And at, at the same time, the results that need to be the most important to us are based on what God is growing in us and changing in us and developing in our lives, in our walk. So let's see what God is doing in your heart as opposed to what you are getting out of the results. All of these experiences in your life, they're leading you in the direction of hope. They're culminating in something that you can't see yet, probably. And yet, you know, you're you're given the ability to have faith for it when he gives you the peace, when he gives you the confirmation You know, you're walking it out and you can't see, you don't have the hindsight yet, right? He's molding your mind. He is shaping your perspective. He is challenging your paradigm. 
and giving you opportunities to work your muscles, the faith muscles, the hope muscles, the overcoming muscles, right? We often want to be somewhere in life we just really aren't ready for yet. And if you want to lift a 50-pound weight, you have to start developing the ability to repetitively lift a five-pound weight. Repetitively, not once. Repetitively. That's how you build that muscle. You'll never be able to even just pick up the 50-pound weight once without dropping it on your foot and hurting yourself if you're not able to repetitively handle the five-pound weight. How can you apply that to your life right now? (laughs) This is how God helps us build and develop our strength. And again, that, that faith muscle, the hope muscle, the overcoming muscle, that is being developed in us. And, you know, we get upset when we feel like it's not coming along the way we want it to, or in the timing we have determined is best or even required, right? And I've been here a thousand times waiting for the word of the Lord, then I walk it out and I don't see any fruit. Or what's worse is I find out it's harder or there's more warfare now than I had before I stepped out in this faith or tried to do this thing. And then it feels unfair. It feels unkind and even hopeless when I get stuck in those places and I have to do the work, the self-coaching work of walking myself back through, do I want to stay in this emotion? Do I want to stay stuck in this paradigm, believing that God is unfair, unkind to me, or that my life is hopeless, that there's one thing I wasn't able to fully walk out, um, that it is going to make all of the difference? Do I want to live that way? I have to walk myself through and back into alignment, you know? And when this happens, I'm really learning to step outside of the circumstances and ask myself, where is God at work in this circumstance? And how am I needing to reevaluate what determines a good outcome to me? And what do I need to let go of? And what do I need to keep pursuing? You know, answering these questions really important to help me get into alignment and bring myself just some peace. There's not even always this, I go to bed at night and I feel fully in alignment with God. That is my heart. It's my, it's the desire of my, the spirit within me, but I don't go to bed every night going, I am fully in alignment with the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, holy name. Amen. You know, (laughs) that's not what is happening, but I am learning more and more and pursuing how to manage my mind and how to manage what I'm believing about myself and other people and God, what I'm, what I'm focusing on. When I focus on fear, I help to grow it. But when I focus on the goodness of God, it grows in my heart. It, it, it develops and builds hope muscles. And most of us aren't even ready for the success and the results that we think we want. Our souls are really too immature and unable to handle the weight of success in any one area. And it's often, it's, I think it's just God's mercy that he keeps things from us that we are unable to carry and he knows it. 
He uses situations to hone our lives and our purposes and what we care about. You know, I thought in my 20s I was ready for certain things. And now in my 40s, I'm so thankful I didn't get those things, right? I'm so glad I was held back in certain areas. Even now, I can find myself wondering, like, why am I not further along in my business or other areas of my life? But I'm always coming back to the fact that right where I am is where God is. He's not in my future or my past. He's right here right now. And he, will, he was in my past and he will be because he is the God who was and is and is to come, right? But at this moment, God is here. He's with me. He is with you right now. He's not in the far off distance and he's not stuck back in your past. He is right here today and he's the king of meeting where you are. He's been faithful in the past to develop what I needed in order to be wise and present in this moment today so that it builds a strong foundation to stand on. And it's going to keep building this foundation for the future when I have a 50-pound dumbbell dumbbell in, in both hands. Like each hand has 50 pounds. Like that's to be able to handle that kind of weight with strong muscles. My ability in my 20, my, you know, 20s, um, I probably was stronger early 20s than I was in my late 20s. I don't know. But my ability then to lift the five pounder repetitively, it developed muscles that can now handle 25 pounders today. And that repetition is going to give me the strength I need to keep building up to carrying the 50 pounders when I'm in my 60s and beyond, right? And you know, I'm not talking about an actual dumbbell. I'm talking about the weight that we carry of responsibility and leadership and humility and uh, anointing. These things that are true weights that we are honored to be mantled with, that we are honored to be called to. You know, I read somewhere once, I wish that I could find it. um, I read that Corey Ten Boom uh, led more people to the Lord after she turned 80 than she did in the first 80 years of her life, right? And she only lived to be 91. So in terms of evangelistic impact and leading souls to eternal salvation, 11 years of her life made more of an impact in the kingdom than the first 80 did. And that's not counting all of the impact that she made in other kingdom ways, you know? It's just, um, it's so important that we begin to open our eyes to the impact our lives will have on the world, not just around us now, But later, who are we going to be? And how is God using our current life challenges and hardships, disappointments, failures to prepare us for what is to come? The difference between our now and our not yet is vast at times. Totally, I feel that. (laughs) I'm sure you do too. But it's important that we allow God to draw us into the not yet in his timing and at the same time live in the now, as though the not yet is still very real and important. It's actually a measure of operating in faith by letting our lives today reflect our belief that tomorrow's coming and it's all tied together. There is a future and a hope and a promise. My expectations have turned into expectancy that God plans on using me for a good long time in whatever ways that he desires. 
and it doesn't stop in midlife. The seeds of the last four decades, they're finally beginning to bloom. I look at, I tend to look at life in thirds instead of halves, right? Instead of like the first half of life and the second half of life with the middle, like just being this moment everybody expects there to be crisis. I see a first, a middle, and a last third life, third of life, right? I don't see them as ages either. I see like the first third, the, the middle third, and the last third. And I don't think that there's cutoffs. Um, obviously, the first third, it begins at birth. But I think that that transition from first to, to middle third in life happens at different times for different people based on who we are and uh, the, the life that we live and where we are and who's sewing into us. And then I think that transition from the middle third to the last third, I, I just think that's different for everybody too. And I look at them more like stages of life that you can see really more in hindsight on an individual basis. I just don't think there's a blanket statement. And I think some of us we are wanting there to be a lot, like a very strong line to be drawn to tell us where we are. And really, you know what? You need to go to Holy Spirit and ask him to tell you where you are. You need to help determine for yourself. Don't wait for um, Instagram or some book or a group of people out there to tell you that you've entered into a stage of your life you might not have yet. That's very personal seasons and stages of life are very, very personal and individual. And don't you just wish you'd known when you were younger that the second and third, second, the middle and the last thirds of life, they were just going to have so much more wisdom and possibility than the first third, right? If you'd known, if I had known what I know now, I think I would have relaxed a lot about certain things like my desire to be somewhere in life faster and know what I thought I needed to know, all the things I really couldn't even manifest on my own. And also I would have made more, um, I would have made personal growth and development more important to me at that time. I would have focused a little bit more on what I, what do I want my life to be? Instead of waiting to see what the world happened, what happened around me and see what would come out of it. And I would have encouraged my, my first third of life self to do more things without waiting for God or someone else to tell me I had to do it. I think I would have wanted to just grow into God a little bit more, just walk with him, trust him that he would let me, um, he would just be with me instead of me sitting there and waiting for permission for everything. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying to leave God out of it. I'm just saying I think I would have taken more responsibility if I had known then what I know now. And wait instead of waiting for somebody to tell me, including waiting for God to tell me, that way I didn't have to take any personal responsibility because I was just doing what I told. And so that meant to me, the responsibility fell to the person who told me to do it, which like, you know, let's just cycle that back to God told me to do it and I failed. Where do we, where does the blame go? You know, our human nature is to want to blame somebody, 
to want to point our finger at somebody else or to shame ourselves and take it all on. And I think it's really important that we learn to balance that out and self-govern better. Um, Learning how to let God mold us and shape us in those moments. Learning how to follow him and trust that it's okay if it doesn't look the way we thought it would. You know, there were some people in the Bible who followed him, who did what he said and ended up um, dying, imprisoned, persecuted. Things probably didn't turn out the way they were hoping, right? (laughs) So did they leave him? Did they run away? That's that's the thing. That's where that's the crux of it. When we feel like we've done what we were called to do, what we were supposed to do, what we had peace about doing, do we then pick up offense? Do we then get so offended that we that we leave him, that we leave our trust? Do we that we throw the trust in the trash can? What are we doing with it? How are we managing our thought life well? How are we how are we living with hope? Even though things didn't look like the results we wanted, what if God says these are great results and we just need to go get the mind of Christ about it? So we often wait on doing things until we believe God told them to, told us to do it. And, you know, we've got to take more responsibility for our own choices. If we can tell people I only did what I was told to do, then when it's not perfect or somebody doesn't like it, we don't have to bear the burden because we just did what we were told. And that lack of responsibility, it actually keeps you powerless. It keeps the power of the pencil that's writing our story in somebody else's pocket or, or worse, it keeps the pencil broken. So I encourage you today to trust God when you feel left behind, left out, cut out, put down, crushed, persecuted, devastated, and disappointed. Let him work things in and through you and keep your eyes focused on the hope of Jesus and his work on the cross in your life. Sometimes what our eyes call success is really a path of destruction and God sees what we cannot. So go and ask your father. See what he says and let patience be crafted in your soul. Learn to co-create your story alongside your creator. And hey, I'm going to throw this out there. Don't forget to check out the Greenhouse Life Coach Training and Certification course because the next one's going to start at the end of September. And you can get all of the foundations and tools you need to start coaching from the get-go, along with all of the necessary components you need to start an online business. So I'm going to extend the early bird discount if you apply by August 31st. And the course starts September 29th, so you could actually be trained and starting your new life as a coach, a new business, working from home this fall. So go to sterlingandstonementoring.com and apply today. The discount is going to be $100 off if you apply and are accepted. Um, Just got to get your application in by August 31st, okay? I hope to see you in there. We're having a great time in this one. My coaches are awesome. I'm so excited working with them and pouring 
absolutely everything inside my head out (laughs) and giving them strategies and tools to like literally start today with. There are, all of them are already coaching and they're all starting out. They're um, building their business, working on ideal clients and avatars and niches and how to set up their business as a legal entity. We're going through all of it, you know, set up a marketing strategy. And by the end of the course, you'll have your first coaching package offer completely ready. And there's some surprises in there. It's pretty awesome. I highly recommend it because I would love to meet you and spend time every week getting to look at your wonderful face and see what God is doing in your heart and through your life and how you can be a helping-hearted, God-led business owner as a coach. It's so awesome. I want you to have the fruit in your life of that I experience. I want you to, to know what it's like. The We were just talking about it yesterday in the session. And one of my coaches in training was, we're just like, the best part is that moment when your client's eyes light up and they get revelation and you see transformation happening in their life. It's, you could eat that for dinner. Like that's dessert all day long. You just want to see people get it. You want to see God working in their lives. You want to see the transformation and the power of Jesus. You want to see things happen for them, the wins. And you want to, yeah, it's just so good. (laughs) And I want you to have that. So if you're interested in it, go check out The Greenhouse at sterlingandstonementoring.com. Until next time, my friends. Hey, thanks for listening. And I would love it if you could leave me a review wherever you listen to this podcast and tell me what you're loving about it. It helps other people who are looking for transformation and change and growth in their lives find me. And if you want to learn about becoming a coach with any of your superpowers, head over to sterlingandstonementoring.com and check out the greenhouse course. See you there.